Hi, friends. I'm Olivia. I'm Rod. And you're listening to Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church. In today's episode, we are covering the Sunday, June 11th sermon titled Being Aware. Now, let's start off with the title. It's a little odd. The idea there is everyone is in a state of being something. And the way I backed into the title was it sure seems like to me that what Peter is addressing is a spirit of naivete. By the very first phrase that he uses when he says, do not be surprised. Uh, If believers are surprised that they are going to suffer, then they are actually living in a state of being naive. And I think that's what he's breaking them out of. So that's the way I came up with that title there was being aware, which is just the where Peter wants to deliver them to is being in a state of awareness of what God is doing, about what's happening to them, about what uh, they have to go through. He goes in further and he talks about in your suffering, suffering as a Christian is one thing, suffering for the name of Christ But he gives them a bit of a warning about other ways that, from your interpretation, there's potential for them to act in these ways and suffer for it. But this is where your view kind of breaks off of some other theological views that say this warning wouldn't really apply to Christians. Can you go into a little more about why the free grace theology is unique in this way? I think that he is warning them against just reacting to life in general. So he wants them to not be naive, and he doesn't want them to react, because when they react, they can react in ways that are very fleshly, very carnal. And uh, especially in uh, verse 15, when he says, uh, but let none of you suffer as a murderer or a thief or an evildoer or a meddler. And there are uh, theologies out there that essentially state that once a person is a new creation in Christ, he or she will not show forth fleshly actions to the extent that you could confuse them with an unbeliever. Uh, Because I believe believers can inhabit these ideas, whether they are Uh, murderer or evildoers or meddlers. I believe he's warning them that they can react that way. And I get accused of thinking less of sin, that you just don't think sin's important. And I beg to differ with anyone who takes that approach towards the theology I embrace. In fact, I think it's just the opposite. Because what people that take the opposite view do is they categorize sins into... uh, well, you know, these sins, whatever they may be, prove that you are never a believer. It's kind of backdoor works salvation. If you know, it doesn't take any works to get to heaven. Christ did all the work on the cross, but one year, five years, 10 years, 20 years later, if you do this horrible sin, then that shows you never really were in the family to begin with. You were, uh, the word they would use, would you would be a professing Christian, not a possessing Christian. And I think that view makes light of sin 
because that view says that God can somehow look over the the little sins. You know, well, that sin isn't so bad, so so that sin wouldn't necessarily mean someone wasn't a believer. And, and they'll categorize that in, in that way. My view is that all sin, any sin, must be covered by the blood of Christ, that sin cannot enter the presence of God. And so Christ's blood has got to pay for all of our sins, whether they be small or large. And a believer can act in fleshy ways. And, you know, people would love to lock onto that first uh, action that Peter states, a murderer. Ah, if a person is a murderer after they have come to Christ, then they've just proven that there's, there's no way they are in God's family. They, they don't want to so much talk about that last one that he mentions, which is a meddler, because Christians can be really, really good at meddling. They can bring that up to an art form. So the, the big distinction there is, is I think Peter is warning believers not to react to their suffering in these fleshly ways, uh, and, because I think it's possible for them to do that. Other people would say, no, it's impossible for a believer to actually act like that. So that's the distinction there. So having that in mind, that distinction of the potential Christians have to sin, and I think Peter covers this in verses 17 and 18 when he talks about God's judgment begins with the household of God. Can you explain how people who view verse 15 as not really applying to believers, how they would interpret this verse of... Uh, the judgment starts with the household of God. You know, I don't. I don't know if I can explain their view on that honestly, um, because it, to me, I think he's saying something about suffering now and what occurs in the future. It it appears to me that what he's saying is is that you might be losing now, but you're going to win in the future. And the problem is, if you act out these fleshly ways. It might appear for a moment you're winning now, but I think you're going to lose now and lose in the future. So it, it appears to me, just from a very practical standpoint, that when one embraces Christ and embraces the idea of suffering and understands God is writing their story, one is set up to maybe, possibly, lose now, but one is guaranteed to win later in eternity. When one embraces the flesh, one is possibly might win now, but one will lose in eternity. And so I think that's what he's he's saying is that um, you know there's there's a time frame going on there and we just need to play the long game as it were. In our suffering we need to realize that it's redemptive that God is writing a great story. Uh, you know, heroes go through things. They, they go through tragedy. They go through, they overcome, and that's why we call them heroes. And so uh, I think that's what he's saying in that verse, that because of the fallen nature, because of the world in which we live in, we could very well lose now, but win later. And I think it's important, too, to consider that Christians who don't heed Peter's warning and they give in to fleshly desires and they don't understand the importance of walking 
walking in the light, walking in the way of righteousness, there is a lose-lose there in a sense in that they could lose now because they're doing things that have negative consequences in this world. But also there are rewards and opportunities that will not be given to them because of their actions. Absolutely. The inheritance that we talked about in chapter one, uh, they can lose their inheritance, you know, so... Not salvation, just to be clear for anyone who's still kind of understanding the terminology of free grace theology. Yeah, because we're talking about eternal rewards here, not eternal destiny. Uh, Your destiny is set the moment you place your faith in Christ and you believe on him for the gift he offers. He offers us eternal life if we believe in him. And as soon as we do that, eternal life begins at that moment. But those rewards can be conditional. Uh, And the inheritance, the the abundance that is there waiting for us, uh, it's, it's more than heaven. You know, I am not so naive as to think I will experience heaven in the same degree with the same rewards that those who have died for their faith will experience or those who have suffered and have had to claim the name of Christ under unbearable circumstances. And so um, God has promised them an inheritance, a reward that will far exceed anything that um, that I will experience. Now, the, the other side of that is we live in a time where I think we are going to be given the opportunity to stand for Christ. When you look and see the things that are happening in the streets, uh, th- we live in an America where we will have the opportunity to either stand and not be ashamed of Christ, or we will uh, slink back and we will act in a fleshly way that will be, we think will be preserving us, but we will be losing rewards in the future. Yeah, it's always important to keep eternity in mind. It's going to seem hard in the moment, but as Paul says, these light and momentary afflictions are not worth comparing with the glory that will be revealed. Well, thank you for covering all of that. And thank you all for listening to another episode of Just One More Thing from Sunrise Church.